We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Lindsey Patterson, Mike Santagata. Mike, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. It's Taco Thursday. I had some tacos. How are you doing? Tacos Thursday? That sounds amazing. I'm kind of (laughs) jealous. I'm not going to lie. I didn't think about that. I mean, I love a Thursday. It's better than a Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. It's not original enough. Uh, Actually, it's just because we went to a Mexican restaurant last week and they they were so nice. It's like a really small place and the owner was there and she just gave us extra uh, homemade corn tortillas. And I was like, we'll we'll do tacos. There you go. (laughs) There you go. No, that sounds great. Um, honestly, it's been a great day, I would say, as, as good as it could be um, in the sports world. Obviously, we just had a podcast yesterday. We talked about the DeMar Hamlin situation, but I feel like we should start the show with it because it just felt encouraging when we heard from the UC Medical Center and the physicians that are currently uh, working with DeMar in the hospital. And I don't know about you. I watched that today and then I watched the Bills press conference and to think, Three days later, this is where we are. Uh, it's been a, it's been a pretty, pretty long week, and it just seemed it seemed like today was a good day. Yeah, I mean that's also why I'm happy. Uh, <laughs> no, that was awesome news to get in the middle of the work day to just get the uh, Demar Hamlin. It seemed like every update was more positive than the last. First, it was just Demar Hamlin is conscious. I was like, oh, awesome, and then it's like he's conscious enough to ask who won. <laughs> it's like, okay i feel like we should have led with this maybe and that's like he's got movement in his feet and his hands and he wrote i feel like writing is actually almost more impressive than if he talked because you know you need a lot of finger dexterity to write something and maybe you know i don't know if they have like a big pencil or something like that but still you know you need good finger dexterity i guess that's more of a spinal thing you think of where you can't move your fingers as well anymore but i don't know man i don't know anything about these injuries so all this it just seems it's hard not to get too optimistic, although I keep trying to tell myself, like, okay, he's not there yet. Mm-hmm. But it, oh man, so much good news. It's like, I feel he's not in the clear, but it's like from where we were yesterday, it feels like it, it feels for yesterday, it's just not knowing. The not knowing sucks. And then you get all this great information and awesome. That, I, that was very uplifting. I hope I didn't miss anything there that was important that happened with him. No, I think one of the things in just hearing that press conference, you know, you were hoping it was going to be a good update because of a couple of the releases earlier in the day from the Buffalo Bills and the reports that, you know, he was opening his eyes a little bit last night, which is absolutely incredible. And again, not on the medical side. So just not familiar with the whole process and timeline of how that works, but learning a lot about it when it comes to these physicians. And there were a couple things that um, I just thought was absolutely amazing for his family last night who were they were with him and um he he was gripping their arms and holding holding their hands and even the physician goes he was holding my hand uh and and to have those movements and when they were having the press conference they said he was moving his his feet and his hands at that moment uh all of that was happening and you think of his family at that time you think of everybody that's involved and obviously the Buffalo Bills who who went to the practice field and, and we heard from them I want to get to them in just a moment that the whole who won the game? One of my favorite moments of that press conference. I agree with you. 
you're, those physicians should have started uh, the, the press conference with that information because I think a lot of people, when they saw that come through, if you weren't listening, you were following on social media because that's what my timeline was. It was the updates from the press conference. And when the doctor said that he, he wrote that down, one of them just answered him and said, yes, Damar, you, you won the game of life. And that just, again, this week has been a lot of reality uh, outside of the sports world. What doesn't matter, the seeding, the wins, the big game, um, that, that he is overcoming something that it really felt, if, I don't know, I've said it off the air to other people, it was depressing on Tuesday. And, you know, you wanted to get these reports over the last couple of days that that good news was going to happen. And they were able to tell him. And I hope we're able to see how he really feels about it when, when he gets to see what is happening in the outside world. They told him that he's going to be able to buy a bunch of toys with, with the money. And I just think that's that's amazing that he already knows that part. Um, it just it was one of those things where it started really to think of the the sad, the negative, you know, what could go wrong and and then all of the the past 24 to 72 hours. And, and like someone from the Buffalo Bills said, it's kind of crazy that on the third day is when he started to awake and, and move. Um, and, you know, he's number three. And it was just such a such a such a really cool thing for for everyone involved um, to be able to, to hear those updates. How wired different are football players that the first thing he asks is, did we win? <laughs> it's like, and, and I guess he didn't know that, you know, everything that happened, he heart stopped and it, it's been days. He probably thought it was Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, it, I don't know. Just that, that was one of the first things that caught my eye. I was like, that would not be my first question. Tube down my throat, all this stuff going on. First question, do we win? <laughs> it's like my first question would be, what happened? <laughs> what am I doing here? Uh, but, you know, that was that's the biggest thing. And and, and credit, we, we talk about it all the time when it comes to the medical professionals. Um, the physicians at UC Medical did say, and it is the number one trauma unit. It's, a, it's an amazing hospital. And those people are absolutely great at what they do. Unfortunately, Ryan Shazier had to go there and Tua did too. And, and they took great care of, of the both of them. Uh, but I just, I, I, when you hear them talk about the Bills athletic trainer and that he was able to perform the CPR within 60 seconds and that that could have been a game changer if there was any more additional seconds or, or a minute later. Yeah. And that's like we brought up yesterday. Uh, it's just credit to, um, what I think of is uh, the Joe Mixon with the jumping up and down and everything. So again, just every second matters. So I, him being the first one to notice and to make such a concerted effort to get somebody over there, I think did make a, a difference and credit also, obviously to the, it was a bills assistant athletic trainer that performed the CPR. I mean, way to step up, man. Like that's, that's knowing you are certified, what you can do and just getting in there. That's, that's one of the awesome things, you know, it's one of the awesome things about this is all these heroes and he gets to be one. Um, awesome. Just so cool. Everything's so cool with how they, they saved his life and that's, it's awesome. I don't know. Yeah, no. I, and then one more thing I, I kind of want to add to to everything that, that we saw today. The Bills were going back to full go at practice today as they get ready for this weekend's game versus the Patriots. And Josh Allen, Sean McDermott said, you know, we're ready to play. But they obviously had a chance to to hear this encouraging news and, and everybody had smiles on their face. And it was emotional for them 
Josh Allen talked about everything that happened during Monday night, and he ended his press conference the last 30 to maybe 45 seconds. He wanted to say something about T. Higgins and just really had his back. And I loved everything that he had to say about that. And I thought that was really cool. I, I respect Josh Allen as a quarterback and a player, but just to end your press conference with, with making sure you say something about T Higgins. I, I just thought that was, that was really, really, really cool to see. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, just, you know, that there's some hate going around. I don't see a ton of it, but I'm not looking for it. So I know it's there. Like I've seen some people post screenshots of it and stuff uh it's ridiculous it's not giving your help to damar hamlin it is just being i don't know i I think those people are in a bad place and they're taking it out on somebody and i like that josh allen stepped up and said that because i'm sure there's plenty of those people coming from the bills fandom maybe including that guy on twitter who said joe burrow was terrible for throwing a football and whatnot not to bring that, uh, give that any attention, but that was one of the craziest takes I've ever seen. That is, uh, that's digging for something. To actively ignore everything after too, like everything he does right after that. Like, no, whatever, man. Like that's looking for a reason to be angry. Yeah, that was, that's insane. And and that's one of the things I always kind of feel a certain way on social media when it, when it's something that it isn't a popular thing and it's a hot take and somebody puts it out there and they just want the attention for it. And I'm thinking, why do I retweet it? Why do like quote tweet it and, and call it ignorant or something like that? I'm giving it attention, but it's, it's just those people. I just don't understand, um, you know, why they want to say things like that and that it can be hurtful, but you know, it's just we knew before before this game what these two teams were. Um, you know, I said it before that you know that you have two good quarterbacks and two great coaches leading both organizations. And I just uh, after after what the last forty hours have been, it's it was just today was a, today was a good day. It's it's going to be a long road and it's not over. And as you see, medical center physicians did say today that he's still critically ill, but the improvements there. And, you know, someone who was awakened, who was moving his feet, moving his legs, um, neurologically intact, which I felt like that was the biggest thing in news of, of today uh, when it comes to, to DeMar. It just seems really encouraging. And then the Bengals were in the locker room today and they were able to talk a little more. Ted Karras rocking the 513 Buffalo Bills Cincinnati shirt with the biggest smile on his face. I mean... We liked that guy, but every single time he says something, does something, it's easy to root for him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's the face of that offensive line. And uh, the other thing I wanted to bring up was we were recording during the DJ Reader press conference, but he was very vulnerable and brought up how they're all telling, they told each other they love each other and things like that, just being open, even though it's like a manly macho sport, uh, they don't say it enough. and. I think he he said something along the lines of like we don't we don't say that enough you know I do love those guys we bleed we sweat we you know work together eat together they're my brothers and you know like that that I thought that was a really cool part of his interview I think you go back to who was voted captains and right before the season started, you get DJ. We're talking about, yeah. You get Joe Burrow, you get Ted Karras, and 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 Sam, even Sam Hubbard, who is another one in the locker. I'm not naming all of the captains right now, but just incredible people that you're really grateful that you have on this team. I was actually listening to Paul Daner, and he did a great story on Zach Taylor. 
and um, a few things on Joe Burrow, just kind of the leader that they have in Zach Taylor and listening to Brian Callahan talk about Zach Taylor. And Brian was pretty much saying there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes as a head coach and, and how Zach cares for people as a person. You know, somebody might have to leave for a day because a grandparent passed away and they're not there and they're gone for personal reasons or something pops up, how he handles injuries. Uh, Zach's been through a lot since he's been here as the head coach. And you really just kind of we talked about it on yesterday's pod and you could say the same thing for Sean McDermott with the Buffalo Bills. I want to make sure, you know, obviously I mentioned him, too, but it just makes you like, hey. Next time someone gets mad about a play call, next time someone is mad at Zach for how the offense is working or what they're doing out there, I mean, just take a second to be like, I'm really grateful this dude is is the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals right now. Yeah, I mean, like, does will he ever be Andy Reid on the offensive side of the ball? I don't know. But, you know, is he a solid leader? Is he Has he grown? In the areas that people complain about, absolutely. He's a much better play caller, play design now than he was when he first started. So he's been growing. There's a lot of potential there for more growth. And just as a guy, he's just such a well-mannered, I don't know, like charismatic uh, leader. You think of everything you want in a head coach. You want a guy that's caring. You want a guy that's a leader. You want a guy that... um, is an actual good person and he fits all of that. So he hits all the notes of being a good head coach. And then the things you're complaining about, he's been getting better year over year. Yeah. You can really see why um, Joe Burrow, it just speaks volumes about Zach Taylor when lose. Um, he is, he's the guy in Cincinnati right now. And one of the biggest things you go back to last year is uh, going around town, giving footballs around the city game balls after wins. And a lot of people uh, could really appreciate the change and what we're seeing in Cincinnati with Zach Taylor, obviously as the head coach, I want to get to a little more when it comes to what the talk is, the AFC North, the Baltimore Ravens, because there's a game in a few days and the committee's meeting tonight. So by the time we end up recording this podcast, there's going to be a scenario of what's going to happen with the AFC playoffs. Maybe uh, we'll see if that's a that's a Friday news dump on the NFL side. But there's a lot of conversations going on right now about the AFC. I want to get to that next on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. This is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. We'll get to Baltimore and the Bengals' prediction preview of what's going to happen on Sunday. Right now, it's just craziness uh, on social media when it comes to what's the playoffs going to look like. Will Cincinnati and the Bills play reports right now? The Cincinnati Bengals and the Buffalo Bills won't resume. That is not official. Those are just reports, mostly from the AP. Uh, Again, Pro Football Talk is reporting that the competition committee started to meet at 6 o'clock tonight when it comes to scenarios, what happens, win percentage, all of that stuff. We talked about it on the podcast yesterday when it comes to scenarios and seeding. Obviously, there are bigger things going on when it comes to Jamar Hamlin and everything that happened on Monday Night Football. But this is what we're kind of hearing and doing right now when it comes to the AFC playoff picture, what do you think is going to happen? Oh, wow. There's been so many rumors that are like crazy, like so far out there, like the random number generator. I think we talked about, mm-hmm. uh, that's one that I don't think will happen, but is funny to me. Um, I don't know. Like what I think happens 
Okay, if I'm just gonna take a guess, and people probably already know when they're listening to this, but my guess, this is ruled no contest. I think that is the thing I feel the strongest about. Like they're not ruling it a Bengals win. They're not gonna rule it a Bills loss. They're not gonna make them play again. This is gonna be ruled no contest, terminate tie, whatever. I'll say no contest as if they don't even count it as a tie. Um, after that, I do think they're gonna give something towards the other. Like the first seed isn't gonna have total control like they normally do normally have the buy they normally also have home field throughout the playoffs my guess and this sucks a little bit for the Bengals, is i think what they're going to do is rule this no contest and then the afc championship game will be on neutral site mm -hmm. and the reason that's not great for the Bengals is if all the favorites win on saturday and sunday then the Bengals are the three seed. They will be traveling to Buffalo in the divisional round if it if those two teams are going to square off, which if the favorites win in the playoffs, that's what would happen. Um, in my opinion, I think that should also be at a neutral ground rather than in Buffalo. But I don't it, – it just feels like that might be hard to get the owners to agree to because they're going to lose money on that. Like the NFL might be able to strong arm an AFC championship game away because this wasn't fair, but – I also don't know if the NFL cares <laughs> enough. Like they're trying to do a little bit, but they, they, it's like, eh. like it's fair to the three C there. They don't really care that much. And that's terrible, but that's what I feel is going to happen. So my guess, and I hope, I hope the, the coolest thing we brought up is to do it in Pittsburgh with DeMar Hamlin's family and everybody there and you know, all that, but they're not going to do it. I don't, I don't believe in them. Uh, so my guess is AFC championship game at a neutral site and this is ruled no contest and there's nothing else. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. I think it's going to be a no contest. Obviously this is going to be official in the next, I would say 24 hours. I don't think they're going to wait till the end of what's going to happen in these one o'clock games. They do play the same time as the bills. Kansas city plays the Raiders on Saturday. So you have that day ahead when it comes to seating. I want, I'll tell you what I want to happen. I want the Bengals to beat the Baltimore Ravens for a few reasons. I don't know if they're going to play their starters if the NFL goes ahead and says, you guys are the AFC North champions. You doesn't matter what you do to the Baltimore Ravens. You're going to be the division winners. You're going to pretty much remain at the three seed unless something changes. Maybe one of these teams loses and you jump to a two or I, I don't think it's possible to get the one seed, but who knows what the NFL is going to do. The reason I say I want them to beat the Baltimore Ravens, I don't want to hear anything about Cincinnati didn't deserve to win the AFC North or anything like that. If you beat the Baltimore Ravens, you're going to be ahead of them by a few games going to be official even if you would have played the game against the bills on monday night football so i do want that to happen there's this scenario that um someone in buffalo which he, he's very well connected he covers the buffalo bills and he was on a radio show earlier today and he had mentioned that well maybe they're going to award the win to the buffalo or award the win to the cincinnati Bengals, and it will be a forfeit for buffalo no i don't want that to happen that doesn't feel right at all. They played for pretty much nine minutes. That's not a win. It doesn't feel right. I don't think Cincinnati would accept that win. I think if you were to ask both yeah, organizations yeah. if the NFL called them, they would say, make it a no contest. We played 16 games versus 17. And honestly, you 
you you get one less game that you have to play. You have one more game in regular season. It's almost like you get a little bit of a break to be determined on if they play their starters for a full game against the Baltimore Ravens. But I do think the NFL has to pretty much tell Cincinnati before the game on Sunday what's going on because I think it's going to change on if we see Joe Burrow, if we see DJ Reader, and some of the stars on offense and defense because Sam Hubbard returned to practice today full go. They have a pretty clean knock-on-wood injury report when it comes to who was uh, battling injuries before the Buffalo Bills game and Sam Hubbard was limited. He didn't end up playing in that game. So personally, I want them to beat Baltimore so you don't hear any of they didn't deserve to be AFC North champions. They didn't really win the division or anything like that. I agree with you when it comes to the neutral site, but at the same time, I don't know how the owners are going to feel about it. I like the Pittsburgh idea. You get maybe Buffalo and, and hopefully Cincinnati if it doesn't work out where Buffalo isn't the divisional number two seed and playing for the one seed. I think that would be really cool for a title game. I just – I really don't know what the NFL is going to do. I don't think that they're going to add an eighth team because that's another thing that's been thrown around too. I don't think you play like a Sam Hubbard in the Ravens game either way, even though he's probably important for it because he does a really good job against the run game and he's done a good job against the Ravens in general. Um, but why why risk – why bring him back early? You've wrapped the division probably mm-hmm. – um, you could probably even win without him if since it doesn't look like Lamar's playing. So I, I don't think you risk him. If you know you have the division wrapped, maybe you rest some guys. I feel like they might play. It seems like Vegas thinks they're gonna play because they're seven point favorites and the Ravens aren't a bad team. Um it feels to me like there is also a reason to play. All the, the fans in my mentions saying the Chiefs could lose, the Chiefs could lose, the Bengals are losing on the possibility of the one seed. The Bills could lose. They just went through a traumatic thing. And if the Bills lose and the Bengals win, you're the two seed. If the seeding's so important, then play your guys. I don't know if it's that important. Maybe if it was me, I, I, I might rest them. But I think there is also a reason to play them and try to get that two seed, especially if the one weirdo thing that Schefter brought up happens where the one seed gets to choose home field versus buy and the two seed gets to choose gets the other one i think that's kind of made for the bills to get that but they don't have to like they can lose they can certainly lose they're playing a near playoff team coached by bill belichick with a win in your in situation and they are clearly not going to be in the right mind space to play that game i i think there's a decent chance the bills lose that game to the patriots although the ptsd in me says the steelers are making the playoffs because they always make the playoffs and the bills will win the the dolphins will lose and the steelers will beat the browns and they will be the seventh seed because that is just how it happens i don't know why i don't know how but i feel like they will just always make the playoffs and whatever I need people to understand when they talk about the one seed. Look, Cincinnati is great at home. We talked about it before. They lost that one game. It it was against Pittsburgh. It was a sloppy game. They still found a way to come back, still lost the game. But they've been incredible at Paycor Stadium. So having two games at home 
would be a game changer. But we don't know if those games are going to be at home. There could be a neutral side game. Uh, we just don't know what the NFL is going to do. I do feel like we are going to know in the next 24 hours. I think this is going to be a Friday news update. You cannot keep the players in the dark, which Joe Burrow said, we're pretty much in the dark about what's going on right now after Baltimore. Uh, so I think you, you, it's only fair to the teams, um, you know, playing this weekend when it comes to playoffs and, and postseason and, and for the advantage, if you want to play your starters or if you don't, let me ask you this. I feel like it's a very easy answer. Would you, if that scenario that Adam Schefter, and I've heard it from multiple people on Twitter when they're uh, coming up with all these different scenarios, nothing is confirmed. If you're the Cincinnati Bengals, you could have one home field the whole entire time, and they're going to have you play home every game, no neutral site. You can have the one seed. Or you take the bye, and you don't get home field. You get that one playoff game at home, but the, the title game wouldn't be at home. What would you do? Bye. Yeah. It's two, it's only two games to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, look, I think they win the in the wild card round, but you draw the, the you draw the Chargers, Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa, and they just have some crazy game and whatever else happens, and you lose that game. Or maybe you just, you know, you lose the risk of an injury in the first round. You lose the you gain some rest. No, like take take that, take that all the time. Take the buy. The buy is so much more important than getting home field advantage to me. But uh, I don't know. I, I I don't know if I'm alone, or, or or I don't know if I'm in the minority when I say like the home field is awesome. Like you want to have that for multiple reasons, but I'd much prefer the buy. And I don't think the Bengals need home field advantage to make the Super Bowl. And I want to break some news on this podcast. If, if people just looked it up from last season, the number one seed doesn't mean you go to the Super Bowl. No. Number two I, seed. I like the, I, doesn't I, mean you're going to the Super Bowl. They, first and second, I think, are obviously the most common. They're also usually the best teams. Like, how often is the three seed this good? Like, if it is the Bengals. Because it, it's not that often in my – from what I – I know – like usually I see the three seed and I'm like, they're clearly worse than the one seed or the two seed or both of those. And when you look at this, it's like the first three seeds in the AFC are all as good as each other. Like there's nobody who's a clear favorite in my opinion. I said, our, our guys over at pro football talk, they're not even our guys. I can't stand Mike Florio, but he had uh, tweeted out something when the bills and the chiefs play in the title game, is that going to be on a neutral field? I saw that. I did not like that. I did not like that. Keep keep downing this team. Keep downing them. And I agree with you when it comes to starters. I think they play in this game just because of they want to get back in the feel of it. You don't want you, your first game back. The you got to play like a, a series at mm -hmm. least on both sides because you just you just want to have the confidence to go out there and play fast and be yourself. You don't want to go through that in a playoff game. Like I think that's the worst thing that could happen. Maybe not the worst, but you know, it's it's something you don't want to happen where your guys are like slow and like, oh, do I, do I brace for this contact? I don't want to injure somebody, or then you're opening yourself up to injuries, and maybe you're just like thinking about it. Maybe it's just in your mind of like, I saw that guy take that hit and go down, and it just won't leave your mind until you take a hit. You, you Joe Burrow always talks about how he wants to take a hit in the preseason <laughs> because he wants to get into the feel of everything, and you know, like you don't feel like. You could do everything you want, but until a defender hits you, you don't really have the feel of like, you know, 
being out there. And I get it. Like the, it's a contact sport until you take the contact, you know, it's, you're not getting the full experience. So uh, I think you got to play them at least a series. I think they play the whole game though. I think you the, I, I do. I don't know. I, I, mm-hmm. I think they're going to try to go for it. I don't know if I would do that. If I was the coach, I, I might have them go a series and pull them out, but I think, Signs to me, I'm trying to read tea leaves, and they seem to be saying they'll play. I think this is how it's all going to work out. The starters are going to play the whole game. And and maybe they have enough lead. They've, they've had that before on Baltimore, uh, the 525 game. Yeah, I don't think they're going to keep Burrow in there to throw for the franchise no. record if that comes up. But. <laughs> no, but this is how I think they're going to treat it. The NFL, and as we're recording this, we're recording at 7.37 at night on a Thursday, so reports could change everything by the time you listen to this on Friday. But as of now, when we're recording this, nothing has been confirmed when it comes to the division. This is how the Cincinnati Bengals are going to treat it. They're going to go back to Paycor on Sunday, play the Ravens. I'm going to get to the preview prediction in the next segment, but I will go ahead and just tell you, I think the Bengals are going to beat the Ravens. They will, after, if they get the win, that's when they will announce themselves as the AFC North champions. It's real. They beat Baltimore. They didn't need any help from the NFL to 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 say they're not playing that other game, and they would already have the win percentage and and have more wins than the Baltimore Ravens and less losses, even if they were to lose the game against the Ravens. And I think that's how it's all going to work out. We're going to see the starters out there for the majority of the game. They're going to beat them, and uh, that's when they're going to announce that they're division winners. Fascinating. We'll get to what I think next. Next, great tease. <laughs> I have other things I want to say. Sorry, I definitely preview prediction a little early, but next segment on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. This this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on preview prediction segment you already heard mine but i'll have more to say in just a second why i think the cincinnati Bengals are going to win i didn't give my score i didn't really say how long i think joe burrow is going to play but i do think he's going to play but first you're going to give yours okay um this is the the weirdest game to try to predict i think the starters play i think the Bengals are better i don't think lamar plays i think the Bengals cruise i don't i don't even think this is going to be a very close contest i'm not going to say the Bengals blow them out i just feel like this is going to be something the Bengals take the lead early and they just kind of hold on to like a a 10 point lead throughout and it doesn't really feel that close it could end up like the Raiders playoff game where it always felt like the Bengals were in control, but I guess Derek Carr was throwing forward to tie the game at the end of there when Jermaine Pratt comes away with the interception. So, I mean, the I think Baltimore can hang in there. I just think this Bengals team is very good. They, they're better than the Ravens are right now, especially without Lamar Jackson. There's Lamar hasn't practiced in weeks. I think the Bengals cruise to a victory. And I also think you might want to do that because then you draw the Ravens for the wild card round and they might be without Lamar. He hasn't practiced in four weeks. So that's that. I think Burrow plays the whole game. I don't think they get up big enough that they feel comfortable pulling him for Brandon Allen, but I'd love to be wrong. Well, as of now, they practice on Thursday, not, not Lamar. I've said it to you plenty of times. Oh, I don't I didn't think give a score, whatever. Uh, oh, sorry. Sorry. Go give no, me you're score. fine. I didn't even think of it. Uh, 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 30, 24. 
Yeah, it's going to be one of those games where the score at the end of the game feels like the, it was closer than what it really was. Uh, I could see that 30 to 24, but I'll go on. Not only did Lamar not practice, I want to say Tyler Huntley was either limited or not a not a full he has belt. Been limited. It'll be Anthony Brown if Tyler Huntley misses. I'm gonna look up the Ravens injury report while you and go. Could you imagine that you would face their third string? Well, the Bengals week? did that last year. You're right. You it wasn't <laughs> You're... Huntley. It was Josh <laughs> Johnson. That could played that second game. I could imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Huntley's still limited with his shoulder wrist as a Obviously, that's not I hope Tyler Huntley's okay and he he's he's good to go. Um, but when it comes to the quarterback room, it would be absolutely wild. I and I could be wrong. I just don't see Lamar just being like, okay, it's playoff time, I'm back. Um, the following week, but crazier things have happened. You it does look more and more like they're gonna draw the Baltimore Ravens the following week. And it I don't know about you. But doesn't it feel wild that this is the last game of the season in regular season? Yeah, because it didn't feel like we played the last one. And this, well, besides, been... besides Monday night not happening, but like overall, doesn't it feel like kind of strange how fast the season went? Yeah, yeah. It, it flies by a little bit, especially when you're winning, you know? Mm -hmm. Like if we were, if the Bengals were losing all these games and we already knew all the draft prospects' names and we did three mock drafts by now, like, in, <laughs> like everybody does, like in 2000. 19 area <laughs> i wouldn't be having as much fun i would be like oh man whoa we finally reached week 18 awesome let's do more draft <laughs> well 2019 was different i was kind of enjoying the season i was like joe burrow let's watch lsu what are they doing against texas let's yeah the 2019 Bengals season was the 2019 lsu season because they knew who they were taking well, I don't know how you felt, but when I watched the game when Elish, when uh, Joe Burrow was playing in the championship, I just prayed that they could go up by a bunch of points and Joe would be on the sideline because I didn't want anything to happen to him. I was like, he's our future. Uh, don't hurt him. But I felt like we all, as a fan base, we we came together and we just watched the games. We started I, – I feel like it was probably late October when we were like, okay, now I need you to lose every game. <laughs> And that led to the greatest game of all time against the Miami Dolphins, where they come back, make get an onside kick, get down the field, get a two-point conversion to force overtime, and then neither team could move the ball because I think they're like, why are we winning this game? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> well, I, I, I'll always remember thing about it because I was at a family Christmas. It was like the weekend of Christmas Eve and, and Christmas. And my dad is a diehard Bengals fan. He's had season tickets my whole entire life. He's watching the game, and he wants them to win every game. He never wants them to lose. And I had to tell him when he was cheering the Bengals come back on, please stop. I was like, you don't want them to win this game. This is the one you want them to lose. And he's like, no, we want them to win. What a crazy comeback. And just explaining that process to him that Joe Burrow was going to be the gift if they lost that game. Uh, but no, it is crazy to kind of look back at those. And as you mentioned, they have four losses on the season. It's been, um, it's been, a, it, Joe Burrow has been outstanding. This defense has been fun to watch. And I, um, I think it's, I'm glad they're going to be at Paycor on Sunday. Uh, they're more than likely going to have that home playoff game the following week, but you get one last regular season game here against the, against the Baltimore Ravens. Just weird how the second half of the season really turned for both squads when you looked at who they were going to play on the schedule. And a lot of people favored the Baltimore Ravens would end up winning the division because, you know, since I struggled early, who knows if they can beat some of these tough teams. Baltimore and was uh, heavy favorites at one point when I think when the Bengals were like four and four, they were like, I want to say they had like three times the odds the Bengals did. 
yeah, it, if you put money on the Bengals <laughs> at that point in the season, it's looking, it's looking good for you right now. I think honestly, on Sunday, I feel like this is, and I, it shouldn't even be a hot take because he's he's been a legit receiver for them. I think it's the Trent Nerwin game. Okay, thank All you. Right. I think it's the. How Trent- much is he going to play? All the receivers are healthy. <laughs> Because I want I want Jamar on the sideline. I want Tia on the side. I want them. So you don't think they play as much as like a normal game? It's tough. They have a lot of talent. They have depth on this team, but I I don't know how to feel about it. I really don't. I don't. I want Joe Burrow to play because it's fun when Joe Burrow is playing. I like this defense. I also want to stay healthy. I I am about. 60 40 right now on on the starters playing in Baltimore and what do you do if you're Zach Taylor say that you're already going to be locked into the three seed you're going to win the division what's your decision when it comes to starters in this game like I said I I think they'll play just because I think there's something to play for like last year they didn't play but it was kind of because there was nothing to play for they didn't really you couldn't get the two seed and the two seed can mean something like we've brought up with the other things. Like, I don't know. I think they'll have something to play for. I think they'll play. What, what would I do? I, my gut says no. I, I probably wouldn't play all these guys. But also you've got receivers. That, I haven't looked at their stat lines. I'm sure they want to hit some milestones here. Yeah. Uh, you got a quarterback that's in the MVP race, has a good enough game. Maybe he can get catapulted to the top if, you know, Mahomes struggles. So there's there's a few reasons that aren't just win-loss going for a Super Bowl reasons to play. I don't know if they're going to actually play them because of that, but <clears throat> you saw Jamar play a few snaps last year on Week 18 just to get the franchise record. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not unheard of that they could do something like this. <clears throat> that was a few snaps, and I'm talking a whole game. <clears throat> I just think they played the whole game, sorry, uh, because they have something to play for. I don't know if I w- – I don't think I would do that. I think I would just rest them, but I don't know. That that's, uh, eh. <laughs> you know, like, I don't hate it. I don't hate the decision to play the guys if that's what they do. I just yeah. think when I look at, it feels like Vegas knows when when something like this is going to happen, and the lines at like minus set. Like that's that's like where it is. That's almost above where I would have it. I think that says Lamar's not playing, and uh, but that's like higher than I think. I would normally think to give it like, I guess I had them winning by like six. So it's around there, but you know, you, you look at that and it, it, that signals the starters are going to play. Um, you think psychologically the starters probably need to play a series or two, just get that out of their mind, just play football again. And you think of there's something to play for with that two seed uh, it's on the line and you're not going to know, you're not going to know uh, if you can get it or not before the game. Question for you. I kind of brought it up, but who do you think is more likely to lose, the Chiefs or the Bills this weekend? The Bills. Absolutely. Like, why is why is the Chiefs thing getting brought up? They're facing Jarrett Stidham and the Raiders. Like, <laughs> Well, it's false hope. It's false hope because a lot of people saw what happened in the uh, Raiders' last game with Stidham. <laughs> but it's totally different because it, when your quarterback gets out there and a team hasn't seen this quarterback, it's it's really hard. We we've watched it with the Bengals defense before. Oh, and I mean, like the Chiefs defense can easily be thrown on. Like, sure, Jared Sidham could have a pretty good game. I still think the Chiefs win. They're playing the Raiders. Yeah. Like, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. 
The Broncos legit had a shot to win the game last week, and I'm really bummed about it because a couple calls did not go their way, and the Chiefs did enough, just like they did against the Texans. But I do think I like Devontae Adams to to light up those that secondary. Uh, I do. Absolutely. Like like I said, you know, uh, let's see. Wouldn't that be wild? When was the last time? When was the last time the Raiders beat the Chiefs? It was in. October of 2020, they won by eight points. And before that, it was October of 2017, where they won by one point. But I, what if, I think the Chiefs are... What if that happened? What if that happened on Saturday? Bills better win. <laughs> get the one well, seed. I think that I think they can get the one seed if, if the Chiefs lose and they win. I believe that's how it's set. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, so, that's yeah. What they're they're, then I'm hoping the Bills win because I would much rather see the Bills as the one seed than the Chiefs. 100%. It could be absolutely wild because that game is on Saturday. And then you have Bills and Bengals playing at the same exact time at 1 o'clock. So people are going to be scoreboard watching that one. Um, but no, it's insane. But I agree. I think the Bills – I'm not counting the Patriots out. I think Mac Jones is trash for a lot of reasons. But <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, he is. But uh, but their defense is legit. That's why it's so impressive what Joe Burrow did in the first half. I don't blame the pick six on him. I don't blame the other interception on him. Um, Even the Joe, second half, they moved the ball really well. Yeah, I don't blame Just him at all. Freak stuff. Yeah, absolutely. A hail mary, uh, tip pass in the oh end zone. Oh my goodness! Yeah, like, the Patriots. The Patriots scored twenty points on a hail mary tip pass in the end zone. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I guess they scored twenty points in the pick six. I'm going to be completely honest with you when that game was on, because sometimes it gets a little too intense. I have to turn it off for a second. I'll follow along on my phone. My neighbor's TV was ahead of mine. So they start screaming when the ball popped out and I had no clue. I'm like, what? Why are they screaming in a good way that they, they were about to score? What could have happened? And to know that it was a turnover, it was just, it's absolutely insane. I, I, one day I'll go back and watch how that game ended. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think the Patriots even legit. It really is. I, uh, I think all of the games besides Bengals and Ravens, it should be, it should be a crazy two days of football. Um, and I, I do you, let me ask you this with the news more than likely coming in 24 hours, because they said it was coming in the coming days, a couple of days ago. Do you think that the NFL has to let the teams know before Saturday? Yeah. Like, I don't think you could watch Saturday's game and then go, okay, we're set. Yeah. It feels it almost feels one of the things I hate about basketball and the, and the NBA, as much as I love the sport, a guy will like drive the layup or shoot the ball and then no whistle blow, no whistle blow. They see the shot misses, whistle up, <laughs> look foul. It's like, well, I was going to call that whistle if he missed. If he made it, it wasn't going to bother. It's like, no, just call the foul if it's a foul, man. Yeah. And this is kind of like, oh, I'll, I'll blow the whistle if the Chiefs lose. But if they win, you know, like, ah, whatever. It's like, no, just, just. Set it up right now, and if you look stupid, you look stupid. Like, that's just what it is. You don't need to wait for the Chiefs to win. You know tomorrow it's not going to be no, – everyone's not going to be happy. Someone's going to oh, be – You're going to make somebody mad. It, it it does not matter. If you rule no contest, there's two fan bases that are probably mad, and both the Bengals and Bills. People always forget the Bills are losing the one seed over that. Um, if you rule the Bengals win, the Bills are probably very mad. Uh, if you rule it um, that they're going to play it, I'd be mad. I don't know about everybody, but you know, I would be like, 
everybody else gets a buy except you. The Bengals would rest their starters. I would. I wouldn't even prepare for the Bills. Like, I'd send Brandon Allen and the B squad out there and just go, like, whatever, dude. I don't care. Go win. Go win by 30. Who cares? I'm not giving everybody else a bye week and then we're going to, we're going to, you know, have risk injuries and fatigue and all these other issues over this game now. So, and I think the Bills would probably do the same, to be honest. Like, I don't know if they would care either. Like, two C versus three C versus giving everybody a competitive advantage over you, not worth it. Um, yeah. But no. Yeah. So you say you say 30, 24, 30, 24 is my official. I have no idea what's going to happen. Prediction. Same. No clue. It is actually calling for rain that day. Hopefully it's not during the game. I will say Bengals win 28, 20. I don't know what the game is going to look like. I want the starters to play. I don't know if I want them to play the majority of the game. I still think they get the win. They'll be AFC North champions back to back years. And uh, be ready for that that home playoff game the following week. I'm, I'm guessing they're going to be playing that week, uh, depending on what happens this weekend. We really don't know. But um, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, reports are the competition committee did start to meet at 6 o'clock tonight. So when you hear this podcast on Friday, of course, things could have changed in the NFL world. So make sure you just follow along on Twitter. You can follow Mike, Bengals underscore Sands, at LNDS Patterson. Do you have anything up on all Bengals this week? No. I... Okay. What was there to write about? Yep. Even even doing a preview, it's like, I don't know if they're going to play. Like, do I read yeah. a whole preview and then, like, nobody plays? <laughs> so yeah. just kind of freak thing, take the week off and getting ready for playoff time. Uh, I was able to churn out three articles a week during the playoffs last year. I'm going to try to do that again this year. If the Bengals win every week, you have three articles to get out weekly. I think I got, like, five out for the Super Bowl. Oh my goodness. I mean, that's great. Make sure you're following along, Michael. <laughs> there were two there were two weeks for that. There were two weeks, but yeah. <laughs> well, we'll be back uh after the game. Win, lose, or tie when they play the Baltimore Ravens. We'll have a recap of that game and then look ahead to some playoff football, more than likely in Cincinnati. As always, thanks for listening to It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. <laughs>